Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know what? I am very familiar with trash chutes in Manhattan apartment buildings. I have a trash chute just like that myself. I don't think there's any way because the trash chute is up at about chest level. Number one, this woman was partially naked, which defies everything we know about female suicide. And what was she, Nadia Comaneci, that she could make a giant leap and go down, head first, down the trash chute that's only about 14 inches by 14 inches? I'm not buying it. This Manhattan woman, cops say, dies after falling into a trash chute in a luxury apartment but now they're revising that saying she may have been strangled to death crime stories with nancy grace the building goes by two different names one irving plaza and zeckendorf towers and workers made that grisly discovery about 4 30 this afternoon the body of a 48-year-old woman, a resident of the building, found stuffed in the building's trash compactor. If they know how she got there, police aren't yet saying. Crime scene investigators got to Zeckendorf Towers tonight to try and figure out how the body of a 48-year-old woman ended up in a trash compactor in the building. They had the barricades up around the entrance, and I have never seen 20 detectives wandering around anywhere so so it had to be some serious thing with suspicious circumstances because why else would 20 detectives show up but police were not giving many details some residents believe the garbage chute is big enough to put a body in and residents did get this email instructing them not to use the chutes for the time being the chutes are now locked shut you were just hearing our friends at ABC7 Eyewitness News. That was Jim Dolan. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. I say there's no way in H-E-L-L that a half-naked woman is going to jump down a trash chute in New York City. I'm not buying it. With me, an all-star panel, Ashley Wilcott, judge, trial lawyer, anchor, Court TV at AshleyWilcott.com, John Wagner, Chief of Police, Warner Robins, Georgia. Dr. Michelle Dupree, renowned South Carolina medical examiner, author, homicide investigation field guide, Dr. Bethany Marshall, psychoanalyst to the stars, 
Joining us from L.A., you can find her at drbethanymarshall.com. But right now, to investigative reporter with the New York Post, my favorite newspaper, Tina Moore. Tina, I mean, really? A half-naked woman throws herself down a tiny trash chute? Tell me what happened. Start at the beginning, Tina. Help me make some sense out of this thing. It was really suspicious, her death. It was definitely um, strange, and, and we all were looking for more, but all the local officials told us that the, there was no uh, foul play suspected. Uh, so that's sort of where it ended, uh, as far as we were concerned. But obviously her family, um, they really wanted to, to they wanted people to investigate her to do more. So they went and brought in the outside investigator. Enter renowned pathologist Dr. Michael Bodden. He's been on many, many high-profile homicide investigations. He has a completely different take on it. He says she may have been asphyxiated. Listen to our friends at CBS2. This is New York reporter Jessica Layton. People who live here say coming home and seeing the NYPD's mobile crime scene unit outside, along with getting an email that said don't use the trash chute, were both pretty good indicators that something pretty bad happened here today. The NYPD has been swarming the building for hours after the discovery of a body in the compactor chute of Gramercy Tower here at One Irving Place. Police say just before 5 o'clock tonight, the body of a 48-year-old woman was found in the trash compactor. We don't know how she got there or who found her. Now, the building has had some pretty high-profile residents. This is where Anthony Weiner and his wife, Huma Abedin, used to live together. Residents say the incident and the police presence have been very alarming. It's scary. Um, in fact, when I texted my boyfriend about this, he told me to get out of the building because he was worried. Police are not releasing the name of the woman who died until all of her family members have been notified. And at this point tonight, it's unclear whether police are searching for a suspect. There have been two names linked to her, Laura Prochenko at the beginning, now Laura Prochenko. Dr. Bodden concludes that she may have died of homicidal ligature strangulation then placed in the garbage chute. Tina Moore joining me, New York Post reporter Tina I mean, there are reasons that, safety reasons throughout New York City, that trash use must be X amount of feet above the ground so children don't fall down into them. Because say you're up on the 21st floor and then you go down a trash chute, you'd fall to your death. And I remember distinctly, you can hardly get anything into them because they're so small. You have to cram trash into those trash chutes, and that's for a safety reason, too. These are specifically designed so a person cannot fit down them. And I'm sure that's why her father wanted to bring in Dr. Bodden, because it just it just defied logic how, how that could have happened um, to, to get in there. And it was, she was on the 27th floor, so she fell that far to the, to the base. Wow. 27th floor down a trash chute. Tina Moore, New York Post reporter, can you tell me, was she clothed? They say that she was topless, which is really strange. If you're going to your trash compactor to put trash in there, that would be 
something most people would do. You know, to Dr. Michelle Dupree, South Carolina medical examiner and author of Homicide Investigation Field Guide, Dr. Dupree, I don't attempt to explain it. I don't understand why or why not, but I do know statistics. Women in general, and this crosses all ethnicities, it crosses race barriers, socioeconomic levels, education levels. Women never, or let me just say extremely rarely, commit suicide unclothed. Would you agree? Nancy, that is true. It is rare. However, it, as you said, it is not never, and there is always an exception. So that, just in and of itself, really doesn't tell us a whole lot, but it certainly is an indication that this is would be very strange. Char senior producer, Jackie Howard. Jackie, weigh in. Nancy, this is a high-rise luxury building where Projenko were living at the time, and others who lived there told police and the New York Post that they had seen Projenko intoxicated in the past. However, since the divorce proceedings began, Projenko was undergoing court-mandated testing, and in that time, all findings came back negative. Take a listen to our friends at the Daily News. 48-year-old Lara Pricardko's body has been found stuffed inside a trash compactor outside an upscale apartment building in New York City where Hillary Clinton's top aide Huma Abedin and her estranged husband Anthony Weiner lived. Pricardko was spotted on surveillance video stumbling alone out of the elevator on the Zegedorf Tower's 27th floor. It was not immediately clear how she got into the trash chute, but a maintenance man discovered her body crushed from multiple angles in the compactor. The New York Police Department said, Pricardko and her husband David E. Christopher Schlache split up after 13 years of marriage. She filed for divorce in 2014. The two have a son she was a marketing manager for WebMD for about 10 years until leaving the company in 2013, according to her LinkedIn page. Two people who live in the building where Pricardco and her husband used to reside told the New York Post it appeared Pricardco had a drinking problem. She would come home drunk. Like she couldn't walk. I don't remember a specific time, but I remember many times more than once a week. This was about three years ago, a source said. Several residents at the Zekadorf Towers told the New York Post they did not know her very well. Pricardko moved into the building about two years ago after splitting from her husband. It's just crazy. The building sent out an email saying not to use the trash chute. What a terrible, terrible way to go, said a resident. Mr. Schlache did not immediately comment on his ex-wife's death. A source who lives in the apartment building told the New York Post they saw Schlachet and his son on Tuesday before Pricardko was identified as the victim. The source said the two were acting normally. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible is Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. This grieving father is certain his daughter's death was no accident. He believes she was murdered. I'm dedicated to um, finding justice for her. 48-year-old Laura Prohodko met a horrible end. She plummeted 27 stories to her death inside her building's trash chute. Her mangled body was found in the basement compactor. Police claimed she was drunk. The New York City medical examiner ruled no suspicion of foul play. Laura's father, Nicholas, who lives in Toronto, says he strongly disagrees. I don't believe it. I didn't believe it, and I continue not to believe it. Nicholas Prohodko says his daughter and her husband, David Slawhit, were divorcing and fighting over millions of dollars in real estate. Do you think it's possible that Laura's estranged husband had something to do with her death? It's not something that I could dismiss. Um, clearly, he had the most to gain financially from her death. Usually the rule of thumb is to follow the money. Famed pathologist Michael Bodden, who recently investigated Jeffrey Epstein's death, volunteered to reevaluate Laura's autopsy. Bodden says she had ligature marks on her neck, leading him to believe she may have been strangled and was then thrown down the trash chute. If it wasn't a homicide, could it have been accidental? How is it even possible for someone to fall into one of these garbage chutes? As you can see, it's designed to snap shut if you don't hold it open. And could a grown man or woman even fit inside? Now her father is hoping to have the case reopened. You are hearing our friend at Inside Edition. This is a beautiful woman. I'm taking a look at Lauren Pajodko, pictured with her husband. They look so happy, but they were divorcing at the time of her death. To Tina Moore, New York Post reporter, what can you tell me about the divorce? Um, it was contentious, and there was some arguments going on over properties they owned, most properties in Southampton and Manhattan. Uh, so there was definitely a, a bit of a battle going on there, although her lawyer said she was uh, she seemed to be winning. She seemed to be what? Winning, doing well. I mean, uh, she was doing well in the case. Yeah. Mm mm. Mm mm. Mm mm. Then suddenly, bam, she's shoved down a trash chute. I'm looking at a photo of the trash chute. It is exactly like our trash chute in New York. 
Exactly. It cannot be. It can't be two feet wide. And there is a reason for that. Safety reasons. Help me out. Dr. Bethany Marshall, psychoanalyst, joining us. Dr. Bethany, I mean, here is this wealthy lady. She's like a redhead. Perfect smile. Somebody's had orthodontic work. Why in the world would you go half naked down a trash chute? How could you cram your own body and less than two feet wide opening of a trash chute? Okay, so let's say worst case scenario, she lost her diamond earring down the trash chute. She, mm-hmm. a ring fell off. You know, something's there and she's digging and digging and trying to get it. She's not going to do that without her top on. You know, she's not going to be in the hallway of this fancy building where Humadine and uh, Anthony Weiner lived. She's now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Dr. Bethany. Back to you, Tina Moore. I think that's one of the first things you said, or did I hear that from another news agency? I don't know that I'd be bragging about living in the same apartment building as Anthony Weiner, the child molester. Huh? Is that his building? That's where he lived at one point. No, I, I don't even, the timing isn't really so clear to me. I'm not sure if he was still living there when this happened or not, to tell you the truth. So I guess right now I, I I will have to rule him out as a suspect. But <laughs> that aside, I do know this, though. If he was living there with his wife, Huma, it must have been a really expensive, luxurious apartment building. She had one toe in the Oval Office. Tina Moore, what kind of high-rise was this? Oh, yeah, it's a luxury building. It's a Union Square. Uh, you know, that's not a place for those Reporters can afford to live, so yeah, so it's a nice, very nice building. So, yeah, it's Zeckendorf Towers, and just like our much, much cheaper apartment building, there is a door leading into it. There are always tiny, tiny room, like a closet, and in that closet is the trash chute. But back to you, Dr. Bethany. Just the mental imagery, the desire to somehow cram yourself headfirst in a two-foot-wide trash chute alive, that, that doesn't even make any sense to me, Dr. Bethany. There's no way. I mean, I cannot think of any scenario. I, I did think, hey, the diamond earring goes down the trash chute. You're trying to dig for it. But even that is just unlikely. And if she was going to suicide, are she really going to suicide by trash shoot? What I'd really be interested in in this case is what is the behavioral evidence of what's going on between her and her husband? What is the nature of the finances? 44% of all crimes are as a result of fights over or disputes over property and money. Like, how did that enter into all of this? What was her state of mind because of the divorce? Was she an unstable person? Did she have a history of trying to harm herself? Was she a cutter? You know, if this is a woman who was completely stable, enjoying her life, and together enough psychologically to be prevailing in some kind of a court proceeding against her husband, that would not fit the profile of someone who's suicidal. Also, I'd want to know, was she making future plans? Like when she talked to her girlfriends and her children, was she making references to the future and to planning vacations? Because if that's, if that's the case and she wasn't impulsive and she wasn't aggressive, then, then it's hard to believe that she would try to kill herself anyway, besides in a trash chute. Take a listen to our friends at Daily Mail. So I've determined to find justice for my service daughter. Nicholas Brihodko has been seeking justice for a year and a half. 
In July 2018, his daughter Lara was found at the bottom of a trash chute, crushed from multiple angles by the trash compactor. She had to be pulled out of the rubble with a shovel. Because there was little blood, it would suggest she was dead before she went down that trash chute. Investigators said she was last seen alive, stumbling and intoxicated. In the six months leading up to her death, she had been clean on all sobriety tests. The chief medical examiner said the circumstances around the death are unclear, but there is no suspicion of foul play. And two months after her death, the case was closed with no resolution. Lara's father, Nicholas, was not satisfied and hired Dr. Michael Bodden to review the autopsy. You'll recall Dr. Bodden controversially claimed Jeffrey Epstein's suicide may have been murder. In a letter to Lara's family, Dr. Bodden wrote, Lara may have died because of homicidal ligature strangulation and was then placed in the garbage chute. Dr. Bodden was also concerned about the fact that Lara was topless in the crime scene photos. There's no surveillance video from the hallway outside Lara's apartment where the trash chute was located. The 48-year-old was embroiled in a bitter divorce and lost custody of her son. She was also required to undergo regular drug and alcohol testing. Her husband owned a debt-ridden construction company, and the pair had purchased property together. I think there's further digging that could be done. Follow the money. Lara's father is hiring a private investigator to help uncover new evidence in his daughter's death. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible is Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. I say there's no way in H-E-L-L that a half-naked woman is going to jump down a trash chute in New York City. I'm not buying it. With me, an all-star panel, Ashley Wilcott, judge, trial lawyer, anchor, Court TV at AshleyWilcott.com, 
John Wagner, Chief of Police, Warner Robins, Georgia. Dr. Michelle Dupree, renowned South Carolina medical examiner, author, homicide investigation field guide, Dr. Bethany Marshall, psychoanalyst to the stars. Joining us from L.A., you can find her at drbethanymarshall.com. Investigative reporter with the New York Post, my favorite newspaper, Tina Moore. Tina. Take a listen to this, our friends at CBS. People who live here say coming home and seeing the NYPD's mobile crime scene unit outside, along with getting an email that said don't use the trash chute, were both pretty good indicators that something pretty bad happened here today. The NYPD has been swarming the building for hours after the discovery of a body in the compactor chute of Gramercy Tower here at One Irving Place. Police say just before 5 o'clock tonight, the body of a 48-year-old woman was found in the trash compactor. We don't know how she got there or who found her. Now, the building has had some pretty high-profile residents. This is where Anthony Weiner and his wife, Huma Abedin, used to live together. Residents say the incident and the police presence have been very alarming. It's scary. Um, in fact, when I texted my boyfriend about this, he told me to get out of the building because he was worried. Police are not releasing the name of the woman who died until all of her family members have been notified. And at this point tonight, it's unclear whether police are searching for a suspect. You know, I've had very few, if any, opportunities to disagree with a renowned medical examiner and author, Dr. Michelle Dupree, but I now have some backup because renowned pathologist, Dr. Michael Bodden, he's been on many, many high-profile homicide investigations. He has a completely different take on it. He says that strangulation may have been the reason why there was very little bleeding from Pachoco's body when it went down the chute and was crushed. He also was concerned about Laura being topless in the crime scene photo. Quote, one of the first things he said was that her blouse was off. This is according to family. Biden felt that was extremely unusual and a potential indication of a struggle before she died. Take a listen to our friends at Pixie Love, and this is Henry Rossoff. Police rushed to one Irving place yesterday evening after a maintenance worker made a horrible discovery in the compactor room. Armed with a shovel, they recovered the remains of 48-year-old Lara Prychenko, described by Dorman as someone who was always pleasant and treated them with respect. She lived on the 27th floor and had arrived back to the building only a few minutes before her body was found. I mean, it's something terrible. It's something shocking. Uh, it's not clear to me how, you know, how this would happen. Very unfortunate. Uh, it's very unsettling, especially that it's coming so close to home. Surveillance video shows her walking the hallways before entering the trash room on the 27th floor. She somehow appears to have gone down the chute into the compactor. Neighbors familiar with the building setup say they're not really sure how that could have happened. I mean, it's a small chute. I mean, I don't know how you do it. I mean, it never, it, it never occurred to right. me to try to go into the garbage chute. So let me clarify, video footage shows Laura entering the elevator at 410. A neighbor on the 27th floor claimed she returned to her own apartment 
but came out 10 minutes later when she heard a noise in the hallway. I don't think the video shows her going into the trash chute. I think it shows her coming in and out of the elevator before she went into the trash chute. Let me get clarification on that to New York Post reporter Tina Moore. What do we know about the video? Well, um, two of my coworkers wrote a story in our Sunday paper uh, where her dad said that there was no footage of her entering the chute, and there's no video uh, in, the, in the hallway at all. There's no video camera in the hallway. So I don't know if that report was just, the initial report was just wrong, um, because the dad says no, there's no video in the hallway. The video showed her. If there was such video, would it probably instead be explaining what you see instead of saying there's not any video? You know, I, I want to go to Chief of Police, Warner Robins, Georgia, Chief John Wagner. You heard Dr. Bethany state that 44% of crimes are based on possessions, money, finances. I happen to know that in this case, Laura's estranged husband owned a struggling, debt-ridden construction company that had filed bankruptcy the same year he filed for divorce. Would you, as I do, consider this a critical piece of information? Most certainly so. Um, you know, he he still wants to uh, have a living, and, and he doesn't want her to have all the the uh, assets. So you go ahead and, and uh, file for bankruptcy, and then perhaps she, you go ahead and, and pay off all your debts. She does not get the uh, the money then. So uh, yes, it's very peculiar um, uh, that that he would go ahead and and uh, um, you know go ahead and file for bankruptcy uh, in in regards to this. Yeah, she's the one with the money. So if what you and what Dr. Bethany are saying is true, that could provide a very powerful motive. He has not been named a suspect or a person of interest in this case. We also know Ashley Wilcott, judge and trial lawyer, Anchor Court TV, that the two of them owned a lot of properties together. And almost immediately after his wife's death, he, the estranged husband, in the middle of a divorce, sold one property and started renting out another. My, that was quick, wasn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of pointing to a motive in this case, and that's one of them because they had multiple properties. Like you said, I want to point out, she had a lot of money. This is not a situation where she had nothing, he had all the money, he starts selling things in order to prevent her from getting it. My opinion is, hey, He's selling these things for him to get money because he's in financial trouble. He knows that she stands to benefit to get, to keep a lot of, well, not keep, but to have a lot of the money. And he's trying to get at it. It gives the motive as to why he may have killed her if, in fact, he did. There's also something I want to point out about the real estate, which, you know, when you get married, you should go into it and say, we're in love, we're going to be married, it's all good. But recognize this, all of these properties, it's my understanding, were held jointly by both of them. And if she's no longer there, it's a lot easier. You don't go through a divorce to get the property, but rather it becomes yours. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible is Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. This grieving father is certain his daughter's death was no accident. He believes she was murdered. I'm dedicated to um, finding justice for her. 48-year-old Lara Prahodko met a horrible end. She plummeted 27 stories to her death inside her building's trash chute. Her mangled body was found in the basement compactor. Police claimed she was drunk. The New York City medical examiner ruled no suspicion of foul play. Laura's father, Nicholas, who lives in Toronto, says he strongly disagrees. I don't believe it. I didn't believe it, and I continue not to believe it. Nicholas Prohodko says his daughter and her husband, David Slawhit, were divorcing and fighting over millions of dollars in real estate. Do you think it's possible that Laura's estranged husband had something to do with her death? It's not something that I could dismiss. Um, Clearly, he had the most to gain financially from her death. Usually, the rule of thumb is to follow the money. Famed pathologist Michael Bodden, who recently investigated Jeffrey Epstein's death, volunteered to reevaluate Laura's autopsy. Bodden says she had ligature marks on her neck, leading him to believe she may have been strangled and was then thrown down the trash chute. If it wasn't a homicide, could it have been accidental? How is it even possible for someone to fall into one of these garbage chutes? As you can see, it's designed to snap shut if you don't hold it open. And could a grown man or woman even fit inside? Now her father is hoping to have the case reopened. You are hearing our friend at Inside Edition. This is a beautiful woman. I'm taking a look at Lauren Pajodko, pictured with her husband. They look so happy, but they were divorcing at the time of her death. Let's take a look at his finances. Uh, Laura Prochoko's ex-construction exec, David Schlache, was co-founder of Tau 
Con Inc., a construction company. The company owed more than $3.4 million to creditors, and assets were about 500000 Ouch! I know that from documents filed in bankruptcy court. That same year, he files for a divorce. These two traveled in high society. They were seen throughout Manhattan's social circuit and the Hamptons. Their wedding was announced by the New York Times. Now they end up in mediation to divide up properties. They've got a home in the Hamptons, apartments in Chelsea and Williamsburg at the time that she <clears throat> fell to her death. Now, we also know another clue that her pocketbook was found abandoned out on the floor was it around the trash chute? I'm very curious. To Tina Moore, New York Post reporter, if she was going to kill herself, why take her pocketbook? Right, right. And it was outside the trash chute in the hallway on the floor. So, I don't know. But as far as her mental state goes, it's, it's probably important to point out that she had lost custody of her twelve-year-old son. So, you know, that probably, I'm sure she was unfairly happy about that fact, so... We also know that uh, the husband immediately took control of their shared property, selling the Toronto condo for seven hundred grand and renting another home for seventy five thousand dollars a month. Seventy five thousand dollars a month. Okay, what about that, Dr. Bethany Marshall? Nancy, when I read that, that he rented a place for $75,000 a month, I was blown away. I would love to see the inside of this place. But, you know, often when there's domestic homicide, the spouse that kills the victim does so because they want an idealized life. They think that once that other person is out of the way, their life, their romantic opportunities, their financial opportunities are going to improve. And if indeed that was a motivation in this crime or this alleged crime, could it be that the husband wanted access to all of that property? As Ashley Woodcott just pointed out, it was in both of their names. It's like he, he started with the idealized life right away. It's like the husband who kills his wife and then he's sort of glad handing at the funeral and, you know, acting happy and relieved. Uh, we do know after domestic homicide, there's often a period of relief that lasts from six to nine months. And so in terms of behavioral evidence, I would want to know a little bit about how is he acting? Is he dating? Is he purchasing a lot of items? Um, did he start to decorate the $75,000 a month place right away? Like what is his behavior following the tragic death of his wife? We also know to Ashley Wilcott, judge and trial lawyer, that just before her death, according to her father, Nicholas Pachoco, that the financial talks were turning in her favor. What a coincidence that she somehow ends up dead in a trash chute just as she's about to get the majority of the money. Yeah, exactly, right? So here's the other part. Not only that, it's my understanding there's a 12-year-old that custody was also an issue of. And so when you have those, you know, parents with custody of a children in addition to those other facts and coincidentally, right, that that happened, then you have a whole other set of motives potentially. 
We wait as justice unfolds. Right now, the Manhattan DA has done nothing as far as seeking charges, but to Tina Moore, New York Post reporter, I assume the DA is still Cyrus Vance. He's the one that wouldn't bring a case against Weinstein. Right. Well, the DA decided within, I think, two months that, that it was not uh, nothing suspicious about her death. But her dad has hired a uh, you know private investigator, so you never know, right? You know, you're right. You never know. Tina Moore, New York Post reporter, Dr. Bethany Marshall, Dr. Michelle Dupree, John Wagner, and Ashley Wilcott. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.